0: Look it down at the Chronicles of Slowly, as I down
1: What is happening, everybody? welcome back to another episode of the dan cable presents podcast thanks for tuning into the program once again this is your first time listening thanks for checking out the show got a cool episode in store for you with my friends from bellingham the co-founder they've been on the show before and uh they were in town just the other night here on wednesday here in portland and i was able to catch up with them after their show we went back to uh our homie Andrew's house and uh we, we chatted it up and and caught up with the band. Um yeah, this is unfortunately not the uh the episode that I had planned to release this week. Um I was going to release an episode with Matthew Fountain and who plays in a band called Matthew Fountain and the whereabouts but unfortunately, having having quite the day here, and to be fully transparent, um, I definitely accidentally recorded over my chat with Matthew Fountain with <laughs> with the episode I did with the co-founder. It was kind of one of those situations where I went and met up with uh, with Matthew, and we did hour episode and recorded that and then i went straight to the co-founder show and the plan was to catch up with those fellas after the after um, after their performance there at the tardis room and um yeah my my recorder did something goofy that that never happened before and instead of opening up a new project it just started recording over the the previous one which is uh, it's not great, you know, it's not not exactly what I wanted to happen. And it's uh, never fun to have to tell somebody like, hey, we lost a whole episode, but it happened. And then not only did I re re record over Matthew's entire um, episode with the co founder, I then recorded over the first 10 minutes of my chat with the co founder, um, recording an intro to what was supposed to be the Matthew Fountain or Fountain episode. So what we have, (laughs) what we have in store for you here is, is a co-founder episode minus the first, um, I don't know, eight to 10 minutes of the conversation, which is fine because most of it was, was honestly just, just a fuck around and, um, hard to, even explain what we're, what we were chatting about because we were just talking about, um, what a passionate man, Jake, the drummer of the co-founder is, (laughs) he was, uh, kind of cruising around Andrew's house, um, with, uh, with a cat really falling in love with a cat and maybe, maybe a roommate of Andrew's as well. You know, a lot of beautiful ladies in that house. So can't blame the guy, but it happens. Um, but honestly, what what was missed is um, basically just me asking um, Hayden and and the guys kind of what the co-founder had been up to since the last time I chatted with them because they were on the on the podcast around I don't know maybe episode thirty nine forty one somewhere around there I think Rashid Jamal was forty so I know that they're right in there and it came or, came out at the beginning of. Uh, of 2017, and I had them in the studio, and they played some jams, and they're just one of my favorite bands in in the Northwest, and and just in general, I, I just love to to see these dudes. and Hayden has been such an inspiring person to watch, and and really, I don't know a lot of people that are working harder in the DIY scene than this dude, and um, so it's fun to catch up and basically the part of the chat that you missed is uh him and jake just talking about how they've been recording a new co-founder album uh, a full length that's going to come out pretty soon and they're just kind of nailing things down and then and then we jump right in um to the episode at the point of me just uh telling them that i was stoked to have gotten to see them again and see them play again and and they've got a new bass player. His name is Nico and, and just to get to watch what Nico adds to the band and playing some different bass lines and and keeping things fresh and whatnot. So um, yeah killer co-founder show though over at the Tardis room of all places tough to make that place sound good but they have succeeded again in doing so and it was a rad lineup. I saw a band called Kevin Nichols. Kevin Nichols is so good man. Check out their record and then uh, Spiller from Eugene spiller was so killer i'm stoked to see those guys soon i think they're going to be back here um next friday but yeah that's what happened with this episode so i wasn't planning on releasing in this until next week but this is the episode i have now and i was uh i was pretty pissed off at myself earlier in the day about this whole situation i'm not gonna lie um i was very irritated about my my error with the uh the technical difficulties and whatnot, and I don't know. It's probably pretty ridiculous to to stress out on something like that. But to know that you know it's the day before um, posting a new episode, and and kind of not having what I wanted, and then realizing what I had re- what I had really done, and recording over things, and. I don't know. It's just kind of this commitment that I've made to myself to release an episode every Friday. And I know that there are, you know, some people out there that look forward to the new episode popping up in their feed every Friday and I'm, I'm trying to carry out that commitment. And I know that there will be a Friday in the future. Some unforeseen circumstances will probably make it that I can't post an episode, but I'm doing my best to, to keep it going and like I said, probably a silly thing to get real stressed out at work today. I was really not having a great day after I figured out that I had, uh, my errors and, uh, it definitely bled into the rest of the day and just continued to, uh, fuck things up at work all day. So that was really, uh, that was really great. Um, real, real proud of myself on that one, but in the grand scheme of things, probably not that big a deal. Luckily, uh, Matthew Fountain was very kind to me when I told him what had happened, and he's down to uh, get together again so we can still do an episode with him. So look forward to that. Um, yeah, man, you just gotta try to not lose your lose your head when these things happen. And for for a few hours today, I was I was having a real difficulty doing so, and just one of those unfortunate like character building experiences that I, I didn't really i don't know i just didn't need another one of those this week i didn't feel like i felt like i had enough of those in the uh the past couple of weeks it's just all really not gelling together at the at the moment but um i think that's that's kind of what it's about sometimes it's like when you're when you're having these these shitty times that it's all about how you uh come out on the other side. So I'm doing my best to uh come out properly and and come out grateful <laughs> still for uh being able to put something together here for this week and uh just in general. I think that uh I don't know, Hayden and I got into some stuff on this episode just kind of talking about uh the need to create and and it being out of like necessity sometimes and um seeing a dude like hayden like constantly show up in my feed of things like social media shit and seeing that he's just always plugging away and working is is a good thing to see because there's really no blueprint for this type of stuff when you're trying to put out content whether it's like the podcast or you know as a musician or a visual artist or whatever as a as a filmmaker uh, all applied to to whatever you're doing it's like it can be a pretty it can feel like a pretty lonely place sometimes just because there there is no blueprint or like right or wrong way to go about things sometimes and and you really need to like see those other people sometimes doing their thing and um so yeah that's my that's my rant that's my vent i'm uh i'm over it i'm getting over it getting over my mistakes here which is a better feeling that I was having a few hours ago. Definitely when, f- uh, Yeah, when I had to call mountain air Mike today and tell him that I completely fucked this up I, and yeah, I was not feeling great. He's just like, are you sure the folders not there?" there is like, yeah, I tried that one. I tried that whole thing where you uh, walk away from the situation, pull the SD card out, maybe do a lap around the block and then plug it back in hoping that a magical folder is going to appear where you, uh, a lost conversation may appear in this folder and, uh, that sure didn't happen. So again, my apologies to, uh, Matthew fountain for, for the, uh, the mistake, but I appreciate him being understanding and, and, uh, not getting too wild about things. Uh, I just want to throw out a few calendar dates I know this this intro is getting a little long, but we're going to get into the episode, I promise. Don't worry. A few calendar dates. We got uh, this Saturday, November 11th. Noah Gunderson is in town. Phoebe Bridgers is opening. I just had Noah on the podcast, episode 80, so check that out and then get yourself to the show because it's going to be a damn good one there at the Wonder Ballroom. I am looking forward to that quite a bit. So, And come say what's up if you see me there at the Noah Gunderson show. And then... November 16th, I'm playing a solo acoustic set opening for my friends in Camp Crush over at the Spare Room. It's a free show on a Thursday night, and I believe it kicks off at 9 p.m., so maybe come check that out. It's been a while trying to get back in the swing of things, playing tunes of my own and not hiding behind everybody else's music that I've been promoting on this podcast. Um, And then November 29th, my friends in Tribe Mars, who I'm working on wrapping up the documentary on are playing at the Doug Fur. that's going to be a killer show blossom who's been on this show is also a part of that bill so I'll definitely be trying to see tribe over at uh, the Doug Fur on November 29th and then December dates December 16th second annual Dan cable presents holidays party is going down lineup is still to be announced I do know that Maxwell Cabana is uh, committed to doing that show and I'm always pumped to see those guys they just really bring in like a really fresh sound and, and something fun to groove to Murray, their singer killer pipes as mentioned before. And then December 19th stoked to be a sponsor of a cool bill going on at Doug as well. Um, with camp crush, the get ahead, Foxy lemon, cool benefit show, uh, money going towards um, building homes for the less fortunate. So, stoked to be included as a sponsor on that. And yeah, that's about it. I'm kind of waiting right now for Hayden from the co-founder to text me about what song we're going to kick this episode off with. Um, because I picked the one that we're playing the episode out with and it's a it's a throwback of theirs. It's in a uh, one of my favorites and, and we talk about that, but I told him since I picked that one, he could pick whatever he wanted to kick the show off with so just waiting. Maybe you guys want to just sit here. Wait with me. This could be I don't know. It's gonna be the most exciting intro of this podcast of all time, but maybe I'll just throw it on pause. I'm just going to throw it on pause here. Just hold please. Just a little little hold. right the text messages come in we got it we're gonna kick this off with uh a song called poet and thief which is off of the co-founders Y album and uh you can find it on soundcloud bandcamp itunes spotify all the goods all the goods um but yeah this is a great great song off this record and um yeah stoked to uh have my friends from bellingham on the podcast always a fun hang always great to catch up with these dudes so uh, let's get into it episode 84 coming at you the co-founder this is a song called poet and thief <laughs>
0: you found some self-restraint, money, tell me
1: See y'all play some new new jams tonight. Some songs I was unfamiliar with.
2: Yeah, that last one, 16 Miles, is on the new record. But we even play it differently live
3: than the recorded version. So yeah, it's true. Some of the bass lines are different. Nico Nico wrote a whole bunch of really dope stuff. Um, we're going to go back and re record some of the stuff that's on the record um, with the stuff that Nico wrote. But And then that song, Downstairs, is a new one. Uh, the third song that we played, and then. Also different live. Also different live,
1: um, but yeah,
3: I'm glad you guys were there, man. It was a fun show. It yeah, was a
2: really yeah, fun show.
1: Yeah, it's right to see Jake implement the the drum pad a little bit. The beat pad, that? yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's definitely new.
2: Yeah, we had um, I don't know if you caught it that Stranger Things. Yeah, sample <laughs> absolutely. That's so
1: sick. I found the pudding,
2: <laughs> Mike. <laughs> I found the chocolate pudding. <laughs> the voice cracks. It's so
1: good how it comes <laughs> in too. <laughs> Just super killer and. And even okay. the songs uh uh Andrew and I were talking outside like after you guys played and just the the songs that you were uh that were new last time you came through are definitely like really coming together in cool. the in the live setting and definitely like tightened up.
3: Nice. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah, we like for this tour especially we we tried to really kind of like boot camp before we left and so we practiced like pretty consistently throughout the week and then the days preceding like, or right before we left we would be like really hammered it out we
2: never even had a practice with the beat pad though because <laughs> i did true. it like super last minute <laughs> we did this we
3: did the stranger thing sample not in the car on the way to la no. but definitely the day
2: before yeah yeah so that, but it worked cool. out like I wasn't sure if the volumes would be right, but, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, we um, fudged it, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it wasn't bad. You made the TARDIS room sound sound good tonight. Dope. And that place doesn't sound good. <laughs> so you've done it again. You did it at, at Valentine's. <laughs> Hell yeah. And now you've done it at the Thank TARDIS you. room.
4: We got to say that Dante did a really good job oh, that's because yeah. the, the sound guy there Dante was amazing Dante is leader. amazing and he had also never been in that room really and ever oh, that's and crazy. forever ever. he yeah. is that guy just knows what he's doing
3: yeah it was really dope to like it's really
4: frustrating
3: nah, that's not the right way to phrase it it's really nice to have a sound guy who those are
4: opposite words
3: it's really nice to, f- to have a sound person who
4: Wait, what were you going to say if that is frustrating?
3: <laughs> to have sound guys who like, aren't very attentive. But be, I was saying it's be better to phrase it in a sense like it is nice to have a sound guy who's like on top of Would it. Would you like say that you're true?
4: a half full glass person or a half empty glass person? Truth or truth, Hayden? Oh, you oh, can't. Oh, wow. Truth, truth or truth? Nico's putting you it me on do you. for three weeks. I'll finally choose it. Truth, man.
1: How Final. do you not choose Whoa. it if you're only playing truth? Oh, he's truth or finally truth? choosing truth.
3: I don't, now I'm backing out. I'm doing truth. Okay. I don't want to do truth. I you got to tell the
4: Damn truth. It, now he's doing truth. The truth. Your the personal truth. Oh, uh, you want, like, the thoughtful answer? Are you a half glass empty person or a half full glass person? <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about killed it. it. Killed it. Killed it. No, not he that. Killed it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> killed it. Well, hold on. <laughs> half empty or half full? Half full.
3: Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty, like,. I try and be half full. I'm not always very good at it, though. And so I try and be. Listen to this. This is what we're dealing with. Welcome to the van, dude.
1: Welcome to the van. We got a drunken drunken member on this one. I love that. I I love that.
2: Oh, man. It was so entertaining. He called a. uh, Give me this chat line have you ever oh, called man, it like, yeah, we tele- we're talking about we're talking about nico right now yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. There, he is the uh, he did call it a chat line nico the current current nico, this is the first time i've Spain been on tour right with nico this is the our first tour with nico it's been so much mischievous fun. character this nico like, <laughs> always getting into shenanigans such a joke <laughs> <laughs> but he called
2: this this chat room this telephone chat room, which I kind of didn't really remember there was a thing,
3: and they were like the automated voice message on it was like,
2: "Welcome, yeah, you're in the waiting it's, queue." Yeah, crazy your personalized code is. It yeah. was like like it's a this weird menu code thing. Yeah, your code is. And then he just gets <laughs> on this. Some, the one person in the chat room is just <laughs> blasting music, and like hating on everybody in the chat room. And Nico's like, "Hello, <laughs> hello," stuff,
3: we're just like. <laughs> flying through eastern oregon so there's a little snapshot screaming into yeah. the phone anybody there <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> this is so
2: funny the person hated it he's like shut up that's
1: wonderful uh we can do some shenanigans was right it, what's it been like for yeah for you guys to bring someone else new out on the road because you and luke and and jake have been R. doing R. R. this luke. We <laughs> missed <laughs> <Apple cookie. laughs> he's not actually done. you've been doing this for for a while just together, so I'd imagine you know it does change the dynamic a little bit not to put you in on the spot while he's in the mm-hmm. room <laughs> <laughs> it
3: it does do for sure apples and oranges yep, absolutely. It's yeah. like they just have different approaches to the instrument, but it's been really nice because ne- like Jake and I are both genuine fans of Nico's music and Nico's ability. To like, um, now you made me lose my train of thought because you're whispering in the background.
2: It's great to collaborate. Yeah, it's just and he's, it's like, his ear. Yeah, and he he's, he's made suggestions to some of the songs that we've played exactly. structure-wise. There's like, yeah, duh. Like, yeah. why didn't we think of that? Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> one can sexualized. hear you because you don't have a microphone. <laughs> <He's> Sexual <Thank laughs>
3: god.
2: No,
1: that's. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really cool because when I when I saw you Hayden, tonight before you guys hit the the stage if you will um you were telling me you're like yeah there's some like nico wrote his own bass lines and stuff to certain things and i think that's really cool that that y'all have like opened that up you know and not just been like no you're gonna play what is written you know and i would imagine that makes it fun for for nico and and fun for you guys just to like keep the songs fresh
3: yeah for sure and they're like i don't know i think about it too like it's pretty hard to ask somebody to like invest so much time or be willing to like, like touring's not always fun. It's pretty exhausting and so to to ask somebody to do that and then to be like but you're but you're not going to be able to express yourself or like contribute to this in, a, in like an artistic fashion. It's like it just seems very confining and it, it you know it seems like a small trade-off when it's, like, it's not really trading anything because it's, like, this, the parts that Nico writes are still, don't give him that. Don't give him that. I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the
4: best. <laughs> I'm the best. best.
0: You've got the gutty. <laughs>
3: no, but it's been dope. And, like, Nico writes such dope parts that, honestly, it's, like, it would be foolish to, to like, try and confine him to something else because, like, you know, the, his his natural instinct is a cool good like solid direction so to try and divert him away from that i feel like would be pro uh, like uh not proactive what's the opposite of proactive
2: Addiction. anti-proactive antibiotics <laughs> 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 this is going to be your most viewed episode man this is <laughs> wow brain hurts
3: anna you want anna you want to say anything
2: no, it okay. has nothing to say. Balay, <laughs> <She's laughs> <laughs> say. She's so tired. She's like, "Why
1: did I? Why <laughs> did I agree to go out on the road with these guys?" You know guys? what
3: though? It's actually really funny. No, we're gonna put her on the spot really quick. Today we were sitting in the car and we've been trying as we drive through different states to get her to read road signs because she's Latvian, and so like we just took out a map of Washington today and tried to get her to say like Puyallup and like teo It was really funny. Like she just didn't do it. And then it was
2: frustrating trying to read Latvian cities because they have a different alphabet. <laughs> they have
3: the different ac- have the well, accents. Yeah, but they've got whatever. those
2: accents. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah, right <laughs> 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 culture, culture trade going on.
1: And Jake, you seem like you've uh, obviously, you're continuing down this uh, co-founder rabbit hole that Hidden has uh, (laughs) taken you along for you. Seem like you continue to invest your time in this and yeah, enjoy being a part of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, like we live together now. Jake and I literally spend every day together, like nine hours a day, probably.
1: Yeah, for real. You guys just always seem to be grinding on something, it's crazy.
2: yeah no i mean and then like seeing bands such as spiller play it's like i don't spend enough time on music like these spiller, guys must practice From 10 hours a day
1: trying to have them on the show soon oh, yeah that was, uh, that was pretty wild
3: for those guys they're amazing yeah.
1: but yeah i uh in
2: like i'm i'm i feel like i've been learning a lot uh just on tour and like i'm just starting to get the hang of it and um I've always been inspired by how much Hayden does and how ambitious he is. I'm the best. I stole
1: Nico's. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's cool to it's cool to see you keep grinding. Thanks, man. Yeah, and you just don't seem to let up. You know, I, you get I, back from a tour, and it's just like, all right, now we're gonna go record twelve more songs, <laughs> and we're gonna try to hit these cities again in like two or three months, and like. I hope it's paying off for you yeah it,
3: it is and it's like I think it's been our best tour yet yeah this has been this one's been pretty nuts like kids have come out to every show and have like known who we are and have like expressed that they've listened to our music before we got there and that they were excited and new specific songs and like that's been a really humbling thing cuz like when I first started touring it was like just me and acoustic guitar and it was like that first tour that I went on it was like <clears throat> we played we played Friday at the all-ages venue in Eugene two years ago and it was literally we played with Spiller and like there was just some like unfortunate stuff that got mixed up there wasn't their like their fault or anything but there was just like a they ended up getting double booked for that day or something so they just didn't happen to be anybody at, at the show that we had booked Um and so it was like we were playing for the door person and whomever and then like we played Eugene last night we played Voodoo Donuts and there was like sixty seventy kids through the door and it was like packed and everybody was dancing and they like knew who we were and it was like it's just it's pretty humbling it's pretty cool it's you know we've been really fortunate and we so much so have have benefited from other people being willing to help us and so to like to go down there and for them to be receptive and excited is is, it's just really humbling it's really cool it's uh I feel very fortunate yeah man.
1: All. It's super cool to like exactly. see the growth and then also like I don't know we're like probably creeping up on like 2 years since that that City Hall tour where you were yep. tagging along and opening for them and um
3: yeah, it'll be 2 years in
1: May. Okay. So like a year and a year and half. half. Yeah but i was i was listening to some uh, some old programs and new beliefs today and, word and like i still dig at those tunes and it's it's oh, yeah, like thank i still you. enjoy hearing like the solo the solo jams and like it's fun to see where like how far like balance and composure has, has come just cuz that's definitely that's like still long, my long favorite <laughs> song like <laughs> word thank you man <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah man it's it's just cool to like see how far you've come in that year and a half like I and mean, it's all because you're just grinding and thanks, just man. doing it, like you're just like, nah, fuck it, I'm just gonna keep doing these little these tours and just keep grinding these cities. And thanks,
3: man, I really appreciate that.
1: And I think we could say the same for you, man. Yeah, dude, like dude,
2: you've been grinding too, and appreciate it. Yeah, you've been, you've been doing you've been right there alongside, dude. Yeah,
1: no, it's inspiring to like watch watch somebody like you and you and you guys, like, because it just seems like you're just doing what you want to do, you know. And I feel
3: like, I feel go crazy if we don't like we'll be like we didn't this is our first tour in in, like six months and like I was like losing my mind before we left and like like today I started booking the next one because I just like we get out here and it, it just feels so much that like like all the voices in my head shut off when we're out on the road, because it's just like, it's just that environment where you have the space to kind of be reflective, but also at the same time, like you know that every day you, at the end of the day, get to go on stage and be covered in sweat and like kind of bloody and whatever, and then you feel good and you feel better. And like, we don't always make very much money or whatever, but it's like, I get the emotional release that allows me to feel like I'm not going fucking insane, which when we're at home and I have to like, have to, when I when I, you know I'm at, at home and I'm like at work or whatever. Um, what,
2: we're what we're I mean? learning here is that Hayden is most comfortable when he's covered in sweat and blood. Very <laughs> true and unshowered. <laughs> His
1: pick guard days. is covered in blood and it's concerning. You, you know, know it's
3: really You don't funny. need to shower at home, dude. I got to shower twice in a day, but uh, that pick that yeah Anna showered so many times a day. Totally <laughs> uh, that guitar though is like famous for being bloody. Like our Luke, our old bass player Luke, he played in a band called The Palisades, who there's like like low key, here you go. When I was like a seventeen year old fanboy, Luke is like one of my musical heroes and so I loved his band, The Palisades, and there was this picture of him playing it or them playing it, uh, makeshift and his guitar is like covered in blood. And I remember being like in college and looking at that picture and just being like Alright, there's a rock star. It was I mean, a really rock. What star am I moment. doing? But and then the, it like literally looked exactly like how it looked tonight. So it was just like we sent him a picture of it. it like the guitar is totally haunted. It <laughs> just takes lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Do
1: you think, uh, like, ever since kind of going on that first tour, that that has like created that desire for you to be out there all the time now? Like when you when you get home, does that like really open your eyes up to that, or is that? something you felt like you always wanted to be kind of out on the road playing your tunes every night
3: um i think as, ever since i was a kid like i would always watch like i would watch these old punk documentaries just over and over and over and over again like like this like the oh uh, like um heavier than not heavier than heaven there's a there's an elliot smith documentary that just came out like the last 10 years that i've probably seen like no, it is. There's a, it's a different one. It's a newer
1: one. In the last ten years? There's one yeah. that came out like three years ago. Yeah, it's amazing. I haven't Heaven seen it. I just you can't know. say
0: in ten
3: years it just came out. Oh, it's in the last okay. Anyway, no one can hear Nico. Stickler over here. <laughs> <laughs> Stickler, Nico. <laughs> Stickler Mises. <laughs> um, but you I re- re- watched, like watch? watched that movie like like I used to watch it every night before I would go to bed and then like there's an old Kurt Cobain documentaries that like he, I would watch those over and over and again and there's like um like the discord thing and 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 DC and like I would watch old stuff about like bad brains and Cro-Mags up and up and like Jerry's kids and stuff in like Boston and like um and so since I was a kid it was just like I always was like I remember being in high school and like watching like blink I would watch old blink documentaries and like I just remember every single one of them being like, "It's like you have to tour, and you have to like, you have to go and do it, like you know, and you can't like, not you can't, you just like you have to or whatever." And so it was just like always my understanding was like, "Oh, you're gonna be in a band, then you're gonna tour." Like, well, I don't want to be in a band if I'm not gonna tour. Like, and so and it was always such a harder thing for me because I'm like not very an outgoing person naturally. So it was like, if I'm gonna be in a band, it's gotta be like I gotta take it seriously, otherwise I'm gonna not I'm gonna feel like I'm going crazy and so like since we started and since we did that first one it just it just felt natural like since we started and since I first started playing shows it was just it's just always felt like this is what I was supposed to be doing and like this is how like if I don't spend my time doing this then like I kind of feel like I'm freaking out and like and um, yeah, it's funny to think back to like two, three years ago when I wasn't playing music at all, and like I almost joined the Peace Corps. Like I was like, that was my decision right before I started touring and playing music. It was like I got accepted into the Peace Corps, and my dad was like, "You can play music later in your life. You need to do this and get your experience and put it on your thing." And
1: you got that on a coaster, didn't sir. Do that. Put it on a
3: <laughs>
0: coaster, dog. <laughs> well, Told you. I got you. <laughs> I got <laughs> you, Daryl. My bad. <laughs>
1: Sorry it's right. Sorry to interrupt. He's a great coaster. I told him. <laughs> I promised him as a friend that I would make sure that people were using coasters, hey, you especially do during what my you program, you know?
2: That's, that table looks gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. This is a beautiful house. It is a beautiful home. A slash recording studio. I love studio. you, Andrew.
1: We're in Andrew Hammerhead's house <laughs> from episode four and 75. <laughs>
3: Those videos are so dope.
1: <clears throat> um, yeah, man. It's just a lot of fun to watch. Thanks, man. And it's cool to see see your grind. It's definitely inspiring, and, and I just always love to see somebody. Just I don't know. You've obviously like expressed that it's almost out of necessity, you know to to do what you're doing. And I just like love to see somebody that's like letting that take them somewhere, Thanks, you man. know, instead of like trying to stay away from it. Because you know, that can be scary, and it's just it's just always insane to me. When it comes up, because I I know it's come up like on the other times that I've talked to you, is that you really just started your songwriting journey? Yeah, like you know, I, like you just started playing yeah, guitar. Yeah, like I you just know?
3: started. Like I I played my first show a year and a half ago. It was like it's hilarious. <laughs> like if you go on our Facebook page and you look at the events, the very first show that I ever played is still on there. It was like August of 2015 at this spot in Seattle, and
4: that was the first time I
2: ever played guitar in front of people before. And yeah, that's what I'm talking about with his ambition. It's like when I was at that stage and <clears throat> playing music in front of people, I was so scared and like still am. And so it's really, really awesome that we're here, where we are.
4: I have a story about Hayden. Yes. I don't think Hayden's heard this story Nico, yet. Me <laughs> He's in. in it, but so he hasn't you have heard to ask it. me. No way. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Nico, truth or truth? Truth, but you have like you didn't ask me the question. What's? Shit! So good. <laughs> well, we got the air horn down. So I remember.
1: That's what happens after a week of tour, man. You start really gelling together.
4: Wait, hold on. When was when was that first show that you said? Two thousand fifteen. August. Yeah, that's Wasn't, fair. Yeah, it was before that. A year and a half ago or so. Because mm-hmm. I remember. I don't mean to like, just like, I'm shitting on you right now. <laughs> Your first show was before that. Mm-hmm. But we played that show in 2000. Was that 16 then? Where? No, oh, you're right. It was 16. Maybe I'm just wrong. Which show are you talking about? I'm really drunk. You played <laughs> a show. Oh, we know. <laughs> solo. Oh. Uh, at the Blue Moon. Yeah, that was the first time I played with you. Was that 2006? But it was when Solo. It was when Jake and I played together. No, because I saw you before that. Really? I, I have no idea where I saw you. Brent Cole and I. So this is the part that you don't know. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. This is going Brent deep. Cole is Brent the
3: background Cole. on my computer right now. It's a terrible picture of him with a mustache. It's
4: really Amazing funny. Amazing person. Yeah, I love Brent very um, much. He's like my So name. Brent Cole and I, I I seriously, I cannot remember where we saw you. But in Bellingham? Yeah, we saw you in Bellingham. The Green Frog? Maybe. And I remember sitting down with Brent and watching you play and being like He needs a band behind him. Like the songwriting is there, and like it doesn't mean to take. Like I'm not trying to slight acoustic player or anything like that. Because it was really good. That's what I'm trying to say. it's like it, it was really good. But I remember talking to Brent and being like, there needs to be a band. There needs to be bass. There needs to be drums. There needs to be two guitars. Like, little did you know, did you know <laughs> that you would yeah. be filling those positions. No, and that's why. So really, just, we're like
3: the backstreet where somebody like assembled us in the background.
4: I didn't. know, or Brent didn't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> so no. No. That's so funny. But we had this conversation. So I guess it's what I'm trying to say. It's been a pleasure to watch it happen.
1: And now you get to be a part of it. And,
4: and I get a, and It's like what Jake was saying. Like, I was drawn to it. I haven't made music like this ever. Like I, my musical background isn't like pop punk or anything like that. And so, and I've never played bass ever. So to be able to come in and play something completely new and to be able to express my creativity in a completely new way with a group of people that is more supportive than artists in general, because I mean, we all like to pretend we're supportive, but a lot of time it's not true. It's been great and to see that happen and like to have had i have that memory of very specifically of that happening and then to be a part of it now to have a fun tour all of that like that is it's, Thanks, man. it's that a was lot that was that a beautiful moment. they just
1: fist bumped that you was a forget beautiful forget moment on we, the podcast you. right here yeah, thank you man mm-hmm. no i mean that yeah you got to give yourself some credit though man you you have cultivated like a cool uh, community and Thanks, like man. and a cool group of dudes like around you that like the people that play in your band believe in your songwriting, which is very cool, man. And, and like I, I would imagine that feels like pretty empowering and like inspiring for like to get to play alongside good musicians that that really like value your songwriting and want to like complement it and serve it the right way, you know? Yeah,
3: and I, I think that you know, for me it's it's like I've learned so much from, from Jake, like when we're in, in regards to songwriting and how to approach creating music and how to productively and in a positive way like work through the mental aspect of creating it without feeling insecure or uh, or like <laughs> um, nervous in any way, you know? And so you should keep killing it. <laughs> Um, and it's also like, it's, it's awesome to, to be surrounded by people that I feel like are constantly pushing me and like, and so like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, I, I just think that the things that I've been able to accomplish in the last two, three years have been, you know, like I like to, I like to work and so like that helps, but like if there aren't those people there who are like guiding that work or helping you like facilitate that vision then like that doesn't mean anything and so like for me like that song 16 miles like I don't know if I've ever told you this like I wrote that song laying on our living room floor when you were out in the garage working on some other song because I was laying there and I was like damn yo, Jake's out in the garage like grinding right now and I'm just fucking laying here like an asshole and so I laid on the ground and I played guitar until I figured out a song because I felt like you Or like you, it inspired me to sit there and like actually work through the process and not just be like, oh, I'm just gonna like write a song when I pick up the guitar and feel inspired and like happen to like write something. It was like sit there and like treat it like a task and like in the sense that it's like it's like drawing or it's like painting and you know or it's like reading a book and it's like it doesn't have to sit down and be like for a long time. When I wrote songs, like I would sit down and be like, I have to write something that's immediately is gonna put people on their but and that's like it's gonna have this rift that's gonna be huge and like um and it wasn't like the idea oh excuse me the idea of like that was really disgusting noise like the idea of like sitting down and writing music just because I love music or like sitting down and playing the guitar just because I love to play the guitar and like it makes me feel calm and like quiet it's that's been really amazing. Like, because I think for a long time, I didn't really like, I never really learned how to do that. Like how to just relax and like do something because you loved it and be creative. And like, I have creative members of my family, but none of them are very involved in like artistic things. And so to see Jake be able to, I don't know. I I think you put it great. One day we were talking about the idea of anxiety or anxiousness being like, um, like not an obsession but passion uh, like passion that you're, you're pushing away or passion that you're trying to ignore and so instead of you know trying to push that away just instead diving into it and just accepting it for what it is and like um, I don't know giving yourself the permission to do that like that's been something that watching Jake has been hugely helpful for me and like there's no way that I would have written the songs that we wrote for this new record had had not been Jake there to help me you know, like, learn how to not write songs that are just all open chords. You know, you could, like, you know, write parts and, like, let things fill out. Like, for this recording process has been pretty amazing because, like, these songs sound like a band. Like, everybody's on their shelf. And, like, nobody's in each other's space. And, like, learning how to do that with him as a drummer has been pretty amazing. And, like, and like Nico, after our show in Santa Barbara this time around, we were talking, and he was just like, listen, man, I'm going to give you some constructive criticism like, These shows, like, we need to be playing these parts tight. Like, that's what makes or breaks this music. Like, this very passionate, emotional types of music. And, like, I just respond well to those things. And so, to be in a band with somebody who's like, the show finishes and they don't go, okay, I'm done. And, you know, put the bass down and then I'm going to go off and, like, do whatever. It's like we drove 25 fucking hours to get here. You know, like, after the show, we're going to debrief and we're going to figure out what we can progress through. And so, it's just nice, it's awesome to be, it doesn't feel like, like I don't really wanna be lazy and to be surrounded by people who are like make you feel guilty for being lazy is yeah. is awesome. <laughs> and so, it is, it's awesome because it's like then you don't sit on your butt and like then you, because you're just constantly being challenged and pushed by these people around you. It's like, you know, laziness breeds apathy,
4: so. Uh,
2: what is that? Um, the
4: <laughs> Co-founder hustles harder. <laughs> We're like t shirts.
0: The one line king. Yes. Amazing, dude.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, because we all um well uh when I say we all, I guess I mean everybody but Aidan play in other groups. And he plays in your band. Oh shit. I do I play guitar wow. in Jake's band. Damn, but okay. That was great. But at right the same time, you. I think I forgot. He about doesn't value you as a member of verbex because Verbex doesn't push as hard. <laughs> oh, I said I don't care. I meant you don't care. <laughs> I do care. Don't listen back to this and think that was
3: like a subversive <laughs> slight. I apologize. Thank you. I love you very much. I love you too.
2: And co-founder pushes harder than Verbex pushes. And uh, like I don't. I kind of lost where I was going with this. Um, my tra- train of thought has been. It's bad.
1: all good, man. But I, uh, I think it's just very cool that you have. Like it breaks down a barrier when somebody's like willing to come off stage and not like blow smoke up each other's asses about like how good the show was, you know? So when you when you make those moves and someone's like, hey, we got to be better at this, like that's that's definitely going to be more constructive, you know? And, yeah.
3: and like I remember being like when I was a kid and like, and even now, like I would, when I lived in Latvia, we didn't get um, music videos on YouTube because they were blocked like when I first got there. So anytime we would go to other countries, we would like, obsessively download all the YouTube content we could download and so I would sit and I would watch these old Nirvana document or documentaries and interviews and I like I remember very specifically like Dave Grohl talking about how after Nirvana shows they wouldn't like they would never say Even really like nice show to each other. It was just like The idea of being like a circle jerky situation to me is this most disgusting like
2: Put off like oh, circle jerking is fun, dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <Objectively>. <laughs> so I, it
3: just seems like you know there's time there's there's not really a need i would rather i would rather pr- progress like that's the that's the part that i like is the, yeah. like getting from a to b it's not necessarily like the b it's just like that process of watching yourself get there is is like the addiction part yeah and so
1: i mean it's nice to recognize when you've like done something good as yeah. well but like you can't become content with that like yeah. that's not going to make you better but
3: yeah my lo- it's funny my little brother is amazing but he he's the dude is like so knowledgeable about trap music it's ridiculous um but he was telling me about I can't remember what artist cuz I'm ignorant as fuck but somebody was talking about how like like with guys like Post Malone and like stuff like that, the moment that single drops and it blows up, if you're thinking about that at all, you're done. Like the moment that drops, it doesn't matter anymore. And like if you make money from it or whatever, that's great. But if you don't immediately start thinking about the next thing that you do, like everything is so a short attention span these yeah. days that like if you don't keep people engaged, it doesn't matter how good your shit is. Cause it's like the people who, are succeeding in the people like who 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 become like well-known and are remembered are the people who like do stuff over and over and over and over and over again it's like one time is not enough and so to like i just think that's a really cool idea to be like it's also very much like trying to live in the present and like trying to shuck the anxieties of like things you can't control in the past and in the future and so just being like like that show tonight it was awesome but like the moment we got off stage, I started, I'm like, I'm thinking about Yakima tomorrow and like Spokane after that and you on Sunday, Saturday. And so.
1: Yeah. Um, you can't get caught up in your own hype and shit.
3: Yeah. Not, and not even that. It's just like that stuff's not very fun. It just feels gross. Like, like we've had shows where like kids will come up afterwards and it's just like, and it doesn't happen all the time. and it's It's very few and far between, but it's just like you have very superficial interactions with people and it just feels like the aspect of like the music industry that it none of us really want to be a part of like the parts that we love about this are like when we're all together in our house like recording music and mixing and stuff and like being able to play shows and like write songs and stuff it's not necessarily like the you know somebody coming up to you after the show and like fawning over you or whatever like that. yeah man a weird feeling
1: i was talking to this dude ryan from a band called the last rebel when they were in town a couple months ago or a few weeks ago or whatever and <laughs> what is time yeah <laughs> but he was kind of talking about the same thing and and they have like a pretty like a really solid draw all over the country and, and they play like great venues and huge band in like Minneapolis where they're from and yeah he was just talking about those interactions after after the shows and that you don't get to have like too many like real conversations yeah while you're on the road unless like you, you've got some friends in the area and whatnot, so yeah, I totally I think, understand what you're saying.
3: Yeah, and I think I think a lot of times people unintentionally will like put an, an expectation of who you are, like what you are focused on, on you. And so when they come to talk to you or something, they already have this predisposed, like or this this understanding of like the one that I always think of is just like the. The people are out playing rock and roll and are like looking to get laid and get drunk every night. And like, this is the first night that we've ever we like we've gotten really drunk on tour. And like, we don't really drink. And like, we're all very quiet this and shy. Thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <We're all laughs> time this tour. Okay, this guy. Nico's like in due <laughs> <new> time. <man." laughs> this is work. Right
4: <laughs>
3: Nico's been building his drinking tolerance in preparation for a tour.
1: That's awesome, dude. It's true. Well. That is true. <laughs> yes, it's building, up, building up your, your tolerance is work.
4: Yeah, so you uh, got to have a beer at practice. You don't, on tour, you don't get paid to play music. You get paid for how much to- you can tolerate the 23 hours and 15 minutes you don't play music. So I train for that. You're doing great. Absolutely. It's like sitting in the Safeway parking lot.
3: Just for hours and hours and hours and hours. And then we were just like, in Eugene yesterday, that's what we did. And to just the point getting, of
1: like. Just getting wrecked at the at the Safeway. Not even getting wrecked all the time. <laughs> it's
3: just like grab a pillow and a I'm going to just time. scream into this pillow for 15 <laughs> minutes because I'm going to pull my fucking eyelashes out <laughs> if I have to sit in this car for any longer. And then, well, I, amazing, I'm going to sit dude. in this car for another seven hours. Like. Well, so I mean, it's always worth it. Absolutely, it's always worth it. Like, the moment we plug in and start to play, it sounds really cliche, but it's like, you know, we drive 20 hours to L.A. I'd, if we knew there was going to be a dope show there tomorrow or the next day, I would drive right back down there and do it all over again.
1: So. For sure, man. Well, keep grinding, man. I appreciate, I appreciate your willingness to just, like, embrace the unknown, you know, Thanks, and, and what you were talking about earlier, just like, kind of following that anxiety a little bit and not not getting scared away from it and yeah i dig it man thanks, it's man. it's inspiring to me and like what i do to like watch somebody like you so
3: thanks man likewise like just like jake was saying dude watching you put out dope content for the last two years is like god damn dan's on his grind he's like if i'm sitting here slacking like he's just <laughs> gonna outshine me all day every day because exactly it's like it's cool it's like we're, You know, push one another and like feed off that. It's it ends up building community and positivity. Yeah, those relationships. Like even if like you're not always creating dope art, like nine out of ten times when you build a good relationship with somebody, it makes you a better person.
1: That's the the best part of doing all this. Exactly.
2: I'm building a really good relationship with this little cat, Subi. Subi.
1: First shout out on the cast for Subi. I thought I I thought it was sooty, but Subi. Subi is.
2: Because I mean, she was found a under, under a Subaru rescue? This is correct. Is right? This is correct. Just recently? You know she's vicious. Oh, my
1: god! Not I. I didn't rescue a cat. God knows I don't have one of those things. <laughs> 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 I just lost half the, uh, the Portland audience, <laughs> just to let you know. All the Sorry, cat Portland. dads are really angry. Sorry, Portland. <laughs> Jesus. Um, cool, Back man. A cup of coffee. I don't know if you remember how we end the show, but it's with the guest saying the tagline, so... Keep if you can give us a strong, it's a program. We can sail us out of here.
2: Ready?
1: Yep. It's a program. He's, he's drunk. Here, here. It's program. You say okay? it's a program. Pro-grum. It's a program. not a program. Don't man. fucking ruin this, man. It's no. your third time on the show. I know it. I I sent
0: you text <laughs> messages. <laughs> and
3: autocorrect changed it to program, and I sent you a correction to program.
1: I like that my phone does not autocorrect it really? anymore. That's Most awesome. of the time, it's just like, okay, <laughs> it is a program. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you ready? You're going to say it's a program. On three. One, two,
3: three. It's,
2: it's a program. A
0: program.
1: Beautiful. Oh,
3: wait, 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 can we do a different one? Can we harmonize? You can do whatever do? you want, dude. We should do a harmony.
4: It's, it's a program. program. That was the same. Was a
0: it's a program. program.
4: It's a program. It's a program. It's
0: a program.
4: I'll do the high one. It's
0: a, a it's a program. It's a program. It's a program. It's a program. Fine. This is, your, this is not your note. I don't think that's your note. <laughs> yeah, amazing. You go, all right.
3: It's a program. That's all you get.
1: Always fun to catch up with the co-founder, everybody. Check, check these peeps out. I'll put a little links.
0: It's a bro- program.
1: That was amazing. That was something. <laughs> I'll put all the links and whatnot in the thing. See, find Anna the co-founder
0: because this is what she has to deal with nine out of. It's amazing.
1: Hey, you can pick whatever song you want to open the show up with. Okay. But I would love if we could maybe put a throwback for for the to play it out with and maybe play like the original version of and yeah. if yeah. that's cool with you. Hell yeah. And then, you, yeah, we'll figure out the beginning of, yeah. of the episode. Hell yeah. All right. Absolutely. So this is the co-founder with the uh, the the OG version of balance and composure, kind composure of the first jam I uh, fell in love with from from Hayden and uh, it's off whiskey and forty fives. Yep. Yep. I got it's that not on the disc. It's not on the internet because of the Batman you, thing. Oh, he listens. That's that was why the first. This, man. That was listens. the first podcast we did. That's fucking. Awesome. Yeah, I remember talking about that, but I still have the disc. I have a compact dude, disc of it.
3: With like when oh, I the shitty duplicate. CDs. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: You gave me all your shitty merch. Yes. <laughs> just kidding.
3: Oh, God, it's garbage. <laughs> all right. Kidding. <laughs> kidding but not. Truth or truth, Man. Oh, <laughs> Just quickly, just quickly. The first tour that Luke ever went on was with his band, The Palisades. And the only merch they brought was they bought unlabeled matches and Physically wrote Palisades on every single one of them and sold them at shows. <laughs> so, there we go. That's how we, should, that's how we should end
2: this episode.
1: That's so good. All right, all right, everybody. This is Bouncing Composure. We'll catch you on the flip side, Portland.
0: Lights are on. It's looked better alone. It's not much sense in stone. Way won't you go? To take a small bump. my love from Comple opinions, your head's strong in It's easy to preach Don't know if you noticed But it gets me out of Phone a stranger just
2: It's, it's a program. That was the same.
0: It's a program. It's a program.
4: It's a program. It's a
0: program.
4: I'll do the high one. <laughs> the one. It's, a it's, a mm-hmm. it's, it's a program. It's a program.
2: It's a program. It's a program. It's a program. People.